Contrology, the Pilates method, the method, the work. However you want to describe it, it is the brainchild of German creator and inventor, Joe Pilates. Hello everyone, I'm Darian Gold. Thanks so much for joining us on All Things Pilates. As you've heard me say many times, Joe Pilates' life's work is incredibly versatile. On one end of the spectrum, his exercise program attracts people interested in mainly becoming fit. But at the other end, people seek out Pilates because it can help heal the body. Our guest today is Linda Burquez, a certified Pilates instructor and master teacher in Qigong, also a healing modality. Linda is here to share how these two disciplines can complement each other. Isn't that right, Miss Linda? Thank you, Darian. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy to be here and so happy to be able to experience and share really all ends of the spectrum in terms of movement and energy. So thank you. Welcome. It's been a while. The last time we were together in this capacity was 2018, maybe, I think, 2018 or 2019. It seems that sounds about ago. right. Yes, it must have been 2018. And of course, our lives have changed drastically since then. So much. I so enjoyed experiencing your personal training in person. And now we are here we are on Zoom. <laughs> For our listeners, who obviously know Pilates, but have perhaps only heard about Qigong, will you explain what it, it is? Sure. Well, Qigong is one of the four branches of traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, there's acupuncture, herbs, Qigong massage, and Chinese medical Qigong therapy. So I've studied the branch of uh, Chinese medical Qigong therapy. And this has to do with focusing the qi, the energy on the internal organs, the meridians of the body, and the things that bring the body's energy into balance for health and balance in the energy body, which can then manifest in the physical body becoming healthier. How can you, can you explain how that might happen? How does that manifestation show up? Well, what happens is um, the, what I'm doing currently is teaching the movement form of Qigong. So it looks a lot like Tai Chi, but we do specific movements over and over again in a repetitive movement, for instance, to clear any congestion in the lungs. And when you do that consistently daily, you, the, the physical lung begins to actually become healthier because we're clearing out the energetic congestion held emotions in the lungs, um, as well as any environmental energies that we may have breathed in, pollens. You can clear it with these simple practices. If somebody isn't so tuned in to the more subtle energies of the world around us 
as well as what is inside us. And they see, for example, Pilates as just a physical practice. How do you explain to them where or how to access the quieter energies in the body that ultimately we need clearing so that our physical body can express itself more healthily and, and fully, right? How do you get somebody to understand that? I think it can be difficult to describe with words. And so if it's possible to give somebody an experience of, um, for instance, the Pilates practice is a good example because a lot of people, when they just observe Pilates, they think that it's going to be very simple and not give them much of a workout or an experience. Yet when they actually do it, they're like, oh my, <laughs> something is really happening here. And it's the same thing with Qigong, where if they can actually pause for a moment and breathe and follow along with some of these simple movements, they will have an automatic relaxation in the body. The, the nervous system calms down. And there's also specific things that we do so that they can sense their energy. So that we give a check both before and after a practice so that their mind can realize, oh, I have made a shift in how I'm feeling after doing these practices. Can you give an example from the physical and then trying to attach that or bridge that with the subtle energies? What kind of movement would someone be able to relate to, to then be able to say, oh, I do feel a shift? For those who aren't sophisticated or, or sensitive enough for those more subtle energies, can you give an example, not necessarily even Pilates, but what kind of movement would somebody do that would then help to open them up? Well, for instance, um, if one were to stretch their arms over their head and take a deep breath in, and when we do this in this practice, we imagine actually gathering the stars and the moon and the sun, but opening through all of the joints and stretching the fascia in the body because the chi runs through the fascia of the body. And so when we activate the, the fascia, the connective tissue, the ligaments, and that webbing that moves through the whole body. Then we let the hands come down and there's space and there's opening for the light of the universe to move through this webbing of our body. And that creates um, vibration and a frequency in the body that is energizing. It can bring lightness, relaxation, and energy into the body. Is that what changes in terms of experiencing the energy from the outside in? Is that what changes? Is, is that the vibrations? The vibration and the frequency of the energy body changes when we pay attention to it, um, when we move specifically with certain postures and with certain breathing patterns. And then it's the intention, how we guide the energy, the, po the, the posture, the breath, and the intention. Those three things are how we regulate the chi in the body. 
And that would be this that would be similar with yoga as well. The intention behind the postures because unlike most of the Pilates practice where we are taught to continue to move when we are in yoga postures I was told that yoga doesn't even really happen until the breath starts and so it's just the physical body getting you into a position so that then you can let the breath do what it needs to do in the body and therefore then start to expand and change the energy is that similar well my understanding with with hatha yoga is that those postures are designed to prepare the body for meditation for a quiescent meditation and it's it's similar in qigong where we do dynamic practices and we also do quiescent meditation and the dynamic, uh, the dynamic practices work on the internal organs and the meridians. And so they are focused on the physical body, but they also calm the mind. And then in an ideal world, you do about an even amount of dynamic practice and quiescent stillness meditative practice. Quiescence means? Still and quiet. So coming into a receptive, open state. Wow. That would be lovely if we all lived like that. Yeah, I think it would be a different world, <laughs> for sure. No, no ego and no war. <laughs> that would be no nice. Greed. <laughs> when did you start practicing Qigong? How did Qigong find you? My first introduction was in 1995, uh, when I was learning energy work. And we did Qigong as preparation for actually working with people on the table. And then I was introduced to this medical Qigong therapy in 2005. And after being introduced to it, I decided to dive deeply into the training. What's the difference between Qigong and medical Qigong? Well, there's thousands of Qigong styles, forms. Um, there's some that focus on the spiritual aspect, some the martial aspect, and some the medical, meaning the internal organ, health and well-being. They all may look similar, and you actually get the benefits of each if you practice them properly, focusing on the posture, the breath, and the intention. And the medical Qigong also is includes table sessions. So qi, what, what's called Qi emission therapy. So that is the, it's very similar to a acupuncture session. And it's said to be the grandmother of acupuncture. Wow. And then how did Pilates come into your world? Pilates was introduced to me in, I did my first training in 1999. And after learning um, energy work, I quickly realized that people needed more than just a healing session, that they needed to learn things in order to actually use preventive therapies and that movement was essential. So when I first took my first Pilates classes, I just could feel in my body how 
energy balancing it is when you balance the the body when the body's aligned when things are balanced the meridians are flowing more freely and so finding balance in the body i realized was really key to helping people did you continue as a student or did you just jump into a training program because you sensed right away that you wanted to blend the two disciplines well i continued and i still continue as part of my certification to take courses i don't know if that's what you mean i feel like i'm i'll be a student my whole life <laughs> and that's why i love movement and healing arts because it is a life path and it's a circular training you know the more that you learn the more that you realize that there's more to learn and you can go deeper in your understanding now martial arts in general each of those arts are considered a healing art is that correct so are, are they synonymous the martial arts are um I, I also train in the martial arts um the the chinese internal arts it depends on the martial art because some martial arts are more um geared towards fighting <laughs> geared towards fighting and yeah yes yes and they may not actually teach the internal energetics or the um consciousness building um, but some of them absolutely are because in a way even though pilates isn't exactly a fighting discipline though some of the work prepares you for sure it is in a way you get both because you get that strong physicality in the pilates work and because we are balancing and aligning our body as you say the meridians flow better because the body has alignment now right absolutely absolutely when i started training in qigong and martial arts because i had an understanding of how the body moves right away my chi was moving and yeah you just are right away at another level of energetic movement in the body when the body is balanced and aligned in that manner and does this practice take into account the endorphins and how they are released to give us that sense of well-being is that part of the mix in terms of what is happening neurologically and then in through our body systems and the organs or it's all just one beautiful organ soup well each of the um what we call the five yin organs um, is what we primarily focus on working with in this system that I teach. That's the lungs, heart, liver, spleen, and kidneys. And each of these organs has what we call a virtue. And the virtue is the energy that we come in with as children. And so if you look at a baby, the way that they just radiate, and they don't have a lot of social conditioning yet at that point they haven't had a lot of experiences um, that we accumulate over time and so what we work on in terms of the internal organs 
is balancing the energy. And when we have them balanced, that the virtue of that organ comes forward. And so we naturally radiate more of our true self. And that only can help our nervous system to calm down and the body to come to come back into a state of well-being and balance. And Joe Pilates spoke about this too, right? Because he described his work. I'm sure he kicked people's butts. However, when you are working deep, you do get this sense of an internal shower that he's quoted as saying. That leads me to one of my other questions. Is the Qigong term Nigong? Is that the same idea in terms of the action of cleansing the internal organs? Or is that something? Well, Nigong is, it's a general term. So um, Ne translates to inner and Gong translates to skill or practice. And so it's the inner energetic skill. And Qi Gong is, Qi is energy or life force or breath and Gong is skill. So they can be used interchangeably and it would probably be dependent on the form that you practice or your teacher, either in terms of Qi Gong or martial arts if you receive the Nei Gong, the inner skill, how to actually um, become masterful in being aware of your energy movement, being able to guide it and being able to balance it on your own using these practices. Do you have students that do both with you? I do. And how is that? What is that experience like? It's fabulous um, because- do you yeah. Go ahead. Do you start do you start with Pilates, then go to Qigong or Qigong and then Pilates? Or you mush it up together? It will depend on the day. If um if somebody comes to me and they're just very, very stressed out, we may start with some Qigong. And there's some specific practices that we call scattering the chi. So to get them to just kind of release, kind of like the um, you see a wet dog at the beach and it shakes off and just right away kind of scatters and releases the tension so that they can right away drop into their body with another level of presence and then move into Pilates. And sometimes it'll be the other way around. We'll go right into a Pilates workout and then complete with some Qigong for relaxation and meditation towards the end. It sounds very complete. It does, doesn't it? I wouldn't want to do without either practice. <laughs> I, I see some sort of tagline with that. It'd be great on a t-shirt <laughs> because both practices are powerful and then together. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. When you work with men and women, is Qigong similar in the way that Joe Pilates taught women's exercises that he felt more appropriate for their body and then men's exercises? Is there a difference or it's completely equal? And it doesn't matter gender as much as what is happening in the mind, the frame and inside. Well, there are specific practices for women specifically. 
because we are different animals for the most part. And I have worked with groups of women doing Qigong for women. And also specifically, I did my dissertation on improving menopausal symptoms with uh, medical Qigong therapy and with varying levels of success because with Qigong, you have to do the practice. And so it, for the women who actually did the practice, they saw a huge benefit in reducing those menopausal symptoms. Um, but, but generally, depending on if it's a man or a woman, it's how the person presents and what it is that is going on with them, both in their emotional body, physical body, and their spirit. And so I would just look at what it is that they need to have balance in their life and focus on that. But there are definitely specific exercises for women just because of the difference in our physiology. And then what about men? Because they need help too. They need a lot of help. Different from women though. It's true. And it's interesting because out of the different modalities that I've taught, I have the most men in the Qigong practice than anything else that I've taught before. And I love it. And I find that the great thing about these practices for men is that it actually creates a softness in men, not too soft, but it, I, it helps them to activate and connect to the right and left sides of the brain because the Qigong practice, it really stimulates the right side of the brain, the creative side. And women have generally more access to both sides of the brain, both hemispheres of the brain. And for men, when they practice consistently, they begin to have that similar sense of being able to have access to both sides of the brain. And you get that kind of feedback? I can see it. I don't know if they actually have thought about it or aware of it, but it's very obvious to me. And one way to know that it's working is they keep coming back. That's true. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I'm wondering how your practice changed during the last year and a half with the pandemic. Well, I was working in person with people and actually I was working when the pandemic hit, I was working on a world cruise ship. And so that came to a screeching halt. And so after. Wait, wait, wait. You were on, you were on a cruise as COVID hit. That's a little scary. Yes. And, but luckily we were in New Zealand at the time and I flew home from there and took a few months to regroup. And so I ended up transitioning to online programming. So I've been working with online programs since that time. How is that going? It's wonderful. I, I'm really grateful that I have a wider reach now, actually. I, a lot of the people on the cruise ship and people that I've known during different times of my life across the country are able to participate now. And it's actually been very effective as well. I wasn't sure, but 
people feel the energy and we also have meetups and connect with each other and share energy that way. So meetups online, online. Yes. And just to talk, not to practice. Well, we practice three times a week and then we have a monthly meetup where we'll talk about what's going on either in relationship to Qigong or anything, other topics as well. Like how is it to be emerging from, you know, the lockdowns and that type of thing. It's a fantastic idea. I might steal that from you. Please do. Because I, I notice sometimes after I teach a class, people come forward as we did this morning, you're going, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about your session this morning at 8.30, a little early, thank you very much. But it seems as if people have more to say or want to express themselves now that they're open and they feel stronger and they feel more awake and alive. And I think it's such a great idea to bring people together with this common theme, but then taking that commonality and then how does it show up in your world and the struggles that we all go through. But speaking of this morning, can you explain for our listeners what you taught today and the benefits of what you taught today? Well, today's session was focused on the breath and in the breath, not only are the lungs involved, but in Chinese medicine, the energy of the kidneys are also involved. So we begin to take a breath in and fill the lungs. And as we continue to inhale, the energy of the kidneys reaches up to grab the bottom of the lungs and draw them downward. And the kidneys are vital energy, our physical energy, our batteries. So we always want to keep the the kidney energy strong and nourished. And the the kidneys can become depleted um, without enough sleep. Um, If we go through traumatic experiences, um, which we all have in the last year or so. And so with this practice, we constantly replenish the kidneys. Uh, So in particularly what we did today was we first focused on clearing any heaviness from the chest and from the lungs. And then we filled the lungs with light and brought in a lightness to the lungs and nourished and energized the lungs. Then we nourished the kidneys. So those two organs together help to strengthen the lungs and to help one to breathe more fully and deeply. One of the things we did that I thought at first it was going to not be pleasurable, but then it seemed as if this is something everyone should be doing is you had us tap or pat different parts of our lung on one side and then the other lung. And then in particular, putting the hands behind for the kidneys, that felt really interesting to sort of hit that area because we are causing vibration. Is that what's happening? Yes. So there's a point right on the center of the palm. This is called Lao Gong. And that is the area in the body where we can most easily 
receive and give energy and light. And so every time you tap with your palm on an area of the body, we're sending healing energy into that body and vibration. And we naturally do this. Like if you've ever bumped your shoulder on something and we right away bring our hand and start to rub the area, we have this instinctual quality of like how to self-heal. And so with the tapping, we use our intention and send the vibration into the tissue and the vibration can break up any congestion. You could do it over an area where you have scar tissue, where the muscles are tight. And in the case of what we were doing this morning, we were projecting the energy into the internal organ. It was very interesting, even though it was a little early. <laughs> I did feel lighter and more grounded, even though it was just Perfect. 30 minutes. Perfect. I love hearing that. And it was your first time doing it. Ever. And perhaps there are people listening that would like to join your classes they are intrigued enough, especially Pilates practitioners, to pull this other discipline into their practice might be a really wonderful combination. How do they reach you? Well, they can look at my website, which is my first and last name.com. It's lindaburquez.com. And that's L-I-N-D-A-B-U-R-Q-U-E-Z. Dot com. And um, if you look at my website, you'll see the information for the Qigong Live with Linda program. Um, that's three times a week. And my email address is also on there at the bottom if you have any questions or if you want to contact me about training. Um, I did in pre-pandemic offer teacher training programs. But I haven't been doing that yet. Um, but if anybody is interested, definitely please reach out to me and I'll, I'll build a list for when it feels timely to gather people together in person. I think it is time. We need it. Planets changing fast. It's so Whether true. we like it or not. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and Facebook or Instagram, do you have social media presence? I do. Thank you. Um, it's Linda Burkez, um, Linda Burkez Qigong training on both Facebook and Instagram. All right. Really, really fantastic seeing you. And thank you so much for your generosity today. That class was eye-opening. Great, Darian. I hope you keep it up. I'd love to have you join us. Thank you. Thank you for your time today, Linda. Thank you, Darian. Okay. Best to you. As always, I love introducing you to my hardworking students, and this time it's one of my advanced students who lives 17 hours away. Once a week, I have the pleasure of teaching Kyung Hai Sinclair at her studio called Studio Define in Busan City, South Korea. Kyung Hai's deeply felt comments about how Pilates has affected her life are expressed this way. In my personal life, I have more balance and more inner power since I've come to understand this work. 
I feel more human than before Pilates came into my life, and it's made me a better mother and person. All Things Pilates is created, edited, produced, and hosted by me, Darian Gold. Up next in our lineup is Mara Sievers, the creator of the online educational platform, The Pilates Encyclopedia. And until we meet again, find your chi and experience the opening of your mind and your heart. See you back here for another episode on All Things Pilates.